Got new sweet AC, keeping it cool. Mm, sweet, sweet, sweet AC. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we count the number of hats Kevin Feige might own. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know this was in the news, this is great. I know, I, I, th- I put this here specifically for you, Mike, because <laughs> I know you gotta know. Hat uh, tracker. We're going to speculate if the Star Wars Sith Troopers are related to Emperor Palpatine. Oh, you know I love speculating, man. I do. It's a light week of news. I'm like, I need some rumor mills in here. And Mike, <laughs> he's going to eat, eat these rumor mills up. Uh, lastly, the Zack Snyder cut might truly oh, exist. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and more. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't wait to talk about that stuff. Um, at the top of the show, I did I did kind of want to mention, uh, because it's all over uh, the news and in my Twitter feed, that there was uh, some tragedies in, in our country in the, in the last uh, day or so, and um, we're not going to dive into it too much, but I think this show is a, is a good escape for sure, so um, uh, I feel for anybody out there who is affected, but uh, I hope that this show can just kind of help you escape the madness and we're we're just going to talk about fun stuff yeah so. yeah so we're gonna we're gonna change those gears real quick out of what mike just was talking about <laughs> and uh, how i was realizing earlier when i was doing our show notes that we um mike was right we have renewed ourselves uh, for the next uh, two years uh, i was making <laughs> sure our, uh release to, upcoming release date page is up to date and it is for the most part so we're going to see how that stays true for the next couple of years but uh with all these shows i think I think we're going to have to add the Disney Plus shows into our review things because I think those are going to tie into the MCU at large, Mike. Oh, yeah, I I believe what we've heard. I don't know if Feige said this directly in Hall H or when he was kind of just doing one-on-one interviews that weekend, but he was saying that, like, these are part of the MCU. These are just longer TV shows chopped up into episodes, and they don't have any sort of strategy yet that we've been told of if season two of these shows are even going to exist you know are they just going to take maybe the same actors and the same characters and maybe create a brand new type of show so maybe we don't get a season two of falcon and the winter soldier maybe we get just another storyline with a different title different show logo and everything so yeah we don't really know so we just have to appreciate the 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 drop of what like six or eight episodes that we get <laughs> uh, yeah well, however many i mean it, hell it could be three to four you, you never know with these but i mean with the the actors from the movies being in the in these quote-unquote uh tv shows i think they're gonna be more like limited series and then who do they even need a season two maybe they like you said change the title like you know marvel hasn't put a two i mean what iron man 2 and guardians of the galaxy volume 2 are the only movies with the numbers in them Mm-hmm. Um and you know they never used numbers so, so they can actually the show could end and it actually be a definitive ending without yeah. having to worry about well, the next. Well, series. technically, you could get a caveat still to Guardians of the Galaxy because they call them volumes, which kind of mixes in with like the tape and like audio yeah. type of playlist feeling. So you might be able to skirt by, but yeah, Iron Man two, but it was just because it was so early in the MCU, they didn't even know what they were gonna do yet. Yeah. So like, okay, we'll just call it a two. But to bring it back around, yeah, we probably. 
probably do need to include it in our regular spoiler cast uh, canonical reviews because I'm sure all of these shows are going to be watched by everybody in a single weekend unless they do a weekly release strategy, which I'm not really sure what they've said that they're going to do. They could go more of the HBO route or more of the Netflix route. But if they release them all at once, I can't imagine us be like, oh, I'll just watch one this week and I'll watch the other. Later. No, we're going to watch them all at once. I, I would like to say, say that, but I mean, I, we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. I, I am taking a, I'm finding more pleasure and more i guess enjoyment in doing a broken up approach rather than mm-hmm. all in one go but uh we, we can talk about it here in a minute because i want to know you had the opportunity i've had a headache all weekend uh, enough to put me under sleep for 14 hours last night <laughs> uh it was, it was a pretty it was a pretty rough rough migraine but uh you were able to actually go see hobbs and shaw this weekend and i'm super jealous but should i be super jealous mike tell me, <laughs> tell me about your experience Man, so Hobbs and Shaw was a fun film. I I won't spoil anything, but there are some fun, unexpected cameos, um, which was exciting that they didn't show up in any of the trailers, because if you did watch any more than like one trailer, you've pretty much seen every everything that's in the movie so um and you didn't even have to see the movie to know that you watch these trailers and you're just like well they can't put anything more than the movie but when you're going into Hobbs and Saul you just you just know what you're getting you're just kind of getting this like silly kind of cartoon action you're seeing a lot of money thrown at the screen which is pretty fun um I would consider these better than the Fast and the Furious movies and that's a good thing because uh, I I wasn't really on board with kind of uh, the Fast and the Furious uh, fervor uh, because a lot of people say like oh you just kind of shut your brain off and go see like the see like these dumb people drive around in fast cars but like it never reached the the nice ratio of me between like dumb fun and just being dumb so like even though like uh, um, the previous Fast and Furious movies were kind of like emotional and touching because we lost some of the actors and stuff like that I, I just didn't really care it just wasn't my franchise but this was just different because it seems pretty far removed just similar characters there's just some funny back and forth going on so uh, there's no, I, I've kind of forgotten I feel like half of this movie already just the next day so it's not like any sort of a cinema art house masterpiece but I, I had a fun time I, I dragged my wife uh, against her will to it when uh, I was just like alright get ready this is going to be some dumb action and then afterwards she was just like yeah that was pretty dumb but there were some pretty fun moments that uh, I think she genuinely enjoyed so um, this kind of reminds me of watching action movies when I was a kid you know uh, we just picked up a random VHS at Blockbuster you know or out of the closet at home you know and you just watch it and you're just like oh this is crazy look how these like dudes are fighting each other and then as you grow up, you have like a sentimental feeling with the movie, but then like you just realize, oh, it wasn't really that good. You just watched it when you were a kid. I feel like that's what this movie's kind of going to be. There's going to be like lots of like eight and 10 year olds, like in the theaters, like watching Hobbs and Shaw, like duke it out and save the world. And uh, then they're going to grow up and then they're going to be doing like, they're going to be doing YouTube uh videos of oh i watched this classic action movie when i was a kid called hobbs and shaw and this is what i thought about it i don't know i'm getting very introspective but uh yeah hobbs and shaw it was a fun time i'll leave it at that (laughs) all right sounds sounds like a good time now i've never seen i've seen fast and furious one and two Uh uh-huh do i need to watch any of these jumping in or they they give Uh, it to you pretty good no no absolutely absolutely not all you need to know 
is The Rock is classically considered the good guy in the Fast and Furious universe, and Shaw slash Jason Statham is considered kind of the bad guy. But he's kind of taken a little bit of a redemption arc, so he's kind of like almost like an anti-hero, if you will. So maybe think of like... um, Maybe think of I'm trying to think of like Marvel uh, comic books analogs. Is it like, is it like a like a Loki <laughs> where he starts off bad and then he becomes yeah, the anti-hero maybe, later? Yeah, maybe maybe kind of like one of those. Um, there's a very similar moment in this movie that uh, kind of connects The Rock to uh, Captain America, and you're just like, there's no way The Rock could do that without literally being a superhero. But in the context of the movie, you just kind of laugh it off and you just continue on with your you know 30 minutes an action set piece that you're in so um yeah i i yeah big screen small screen you know pay to see it watch it for free uh, it's not going to be a waste of time but maybe don't go too crazy trying to go see it you know don't punch somebody <laughs> i don't i don't know why you would but if for some reason there was a scenario where you had to punch somebody to see this movie maybe don't do that okay all right well i will <laughs> stay away from any fist fights on my way to Hobbs and there Shaw. you'll have you'll have plenty of fist fights in the film itself okay that's good that's good well, speaking of uh, another title that I, I would call Hobbs and Shaw, what about The Boys? We can, can we just call the movie The Boys because it sounds like what it would be? But I ended up watching the show with The Boys on Amazon this week. Um, uh-huh. I saw a lot of people uh, actually on – I don't usually get a lot of recommendations off Facebook, but people were like, I watched it. I watched it. It was good. It's great. And so I was like, you know what? I, it's not going to hurt. I'm going to give it a try. So I ended up watching The Boys across two days, eight episodes, which was uh-huh. plenty – like that's a great number of episodes any more than that i probably would be like nah i don't have the time for this um but uh across two days i was able to watch the boys and um i'm not going to give anything away from this because it does not fall don't read the comic book because it doesn't follow the comic book you're not getting anything from that um but i i had a good time with this mike uh we we remember the show powers um that was on briefly on the playstation network for like two seasons maybe oh yeah i think we watched the first episode and that's as far as it got but i yeah. do i do vaguely remember it yeah i watched the first season of that and, and this is a a better version of something similar to that, where the heroes the, the the there's essentially what are called like the seven which are like a play on dc's justice league but they're mm-hmm. all corporate driven they're all it's a corporate backed group of heroes oh that's that's cool and then the boys are people who are like we got to figure out how to like kind of i guess a rogue cia group of people like we got to figure out how to to take these guys down a little a notch Uh or two um and uh there's i actually really enjoyed it there's there is some some grotesqueness in here i will tell you we watched the trailer (laughs) um but like when you know superheroes kill people they they kill people in here so um or I guess super villains. Either way, you want to you want to cut it. But I I had a really good time um, with it. Carl Urban, you know, always a pleasure to watch him work in, in uh-huh. whatever he does. So he 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 really brought that home. And then there's a, a couple other characters that uh, are interesting. I, I I enjoy it. Like I said, it's nothing like the the comic book per se. And they definitely I know I'm pretty sure Seth Rogen said they're working on a season two maybe. But um, I I would recommend if you want to watch the boys, you'll you'll know after the first episode if you like it or not. If you like the first episode, the rest of it's very good. If you don't dig the first episode, you're not going to get anything better out of it. It's kind of what I told you uh, earlier this week. But I, I think the writing was great. The characters, there's enough characters, they play off of each other. Um, it's kind of like spies with superheroes, but but a little bit more um, 
I, I don't know off off the rails a little bit. So no, I'm I'm on board. This sounds uh this sounds fun. We we were trying to go see the first episode of this uh, earlier uh, in the year uh, at Comic Con, but uh, we didn't uh, have an opportunity to go because we were like all sunburnt. But and we had other things going on. But I'm glad we can just go in the comfort of our own home and watch it now. Yeah, and watch watch all of them because once you watch it, if you like the first one, you're like, dang, I really want to watch the second one now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's always a good plus. I mean, ha- the boys was all over Comic Con. They had a whole street block uh, dedicated to this, and I believe if I have my Comic Con, um, uh, was it on the badge? Were they on the badges too, or something? No, like that? Walking Dead was on the badge. Okay, but they had their own badge. Yeah, there was everything. They were everywhere there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say if you got if you got Amazon Prime, you're you're not spending any extra money. Watch the first episode if you like it. Yeah, if not, that's fine. You can walk away. But we're here to talk about news this week, Mike. We've got mm-hmm. some news. Mike needs to get to a speculation section. He loves that. So let's <laughs> let's jump in here with Avengers Endgame. If you didn't know, it's available on digital release right now. If you want to go buy yeah. it, yeah. Um, if you're not a physical person uh, and you just want to get the digital, go buy it right now. It's on any everywhere you want to go. Um, and um, the HD memes are starting to come out about this, Mike. That's how you know the release <laughs> is is out because the people using the screen captures from the cam versions have all swapped over to. No, this is you are totally uh, hitting me right at my core. That is usually how I know when movies are out on digital release is is when the screen caps get better. I'm like, oh, somebody got a good version of that because people out there they're serious about their memes. Like they probably have a whole folder that they're just getting ready to upgrade. They're like, oh man, I can't wait to upgrade my memes this week. Yeah. They got a whole folder folder full of uh you know photoshop files are about to ready to swap the screenshots out and use the same uh-huh. thing on the back uh so uh, yeah that's, so that, that's out you can check that out um it's out i think voodoo did a um release watch party uh with uh, uh kevin feige and uh trina tran i think was her name um but one of the cool things is um at the end of the film when uh peter gets to meet it back up with his buddy ned there seems to be a spider gwen reference here mike that we missed in the theater Oh, I see it. If you yeah, right up, here. Uh, it's it's nothing huge, and it could just be a coincidence. But there's a blonde girl with a jean jacket, a pink backpack, and a spider web looking skirt. Yeah, it, it it definitely looks more like an uh, homage because you can only see the back of this uh, actress's head, and it just you know this kind of just seems like a normal person in the scene. So I don't know if this was just. Uh, the, the the costume designer was like, oh, this would just be fun if you put on this uh, Spider-Man, you know, webbing skirt. But yeah, I could totally see that being intentional. Yeah, late later on, several years down the road, uh, this is uh, they're going to flash back to this exact scene, and we're going to see the reverse camera side with the person's face, <laughs> and it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, what's her name, um, Spider Gwen, Gwen, that Gwen Stacy. But during that Voodoo View party, someone asked. I'm, I thought it was you, Mike. I swear to God, I thought it was you. <laughs> How many hats does Kevin Feige own uh, for the video viewing party? And he responded to this personally. I honestly don't know. Dozens. Dozens, he says. Dozens. Uh, one of the richest men in Hollywood can only afford a couple dozen hats. He's got three <laughs> pairs of shoes and millions of hats. That's that's his closet right there. See, I would like to imagine he has like one of those closets that you see in like MTV Cribs, where it's like there's like a specific nook for each hat. It rests on its own like oak hook or something like that it's just all pristine but uh kevin feige seems like a very pragmatic man as you can see the universe that he's created so i would just almost imagine like his wife has a very nice closet and then he just like throws his hats in the corner just because he doesn't care Uh, no 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 he's got his own jarvis system they built and he gets to preview his hat on him 
using augmented reality, and then he pushes the button and it delivers the hat to him. That's what it <laughs> you know, is. You know, I don't know if Kevin Feige has kids, but his kids have a very easy way to um, figure out what gifts that they're going to give their dad for Father's Day or birthdays. You're just like, I'm just going to go down to the pharmacy. I'm just going to go down to the local CVS, and I'm just going to buy a hat because that's, that's my dad. He wears hats. No ties for him. I've seen him at, at movie premieres. He never buttons his top button, and he never wears a tie. Yeah. So it's got to be hats. Well, you're going to run into the point of, does he have this hat or not though mm-hmm. because you know he's buying hats left he, he, he it's an impulse buy for him at the store he's checking out he's picking up the first hat he sees you know like, the, 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 the crazy thing is is he's rich enough to get one of those really expensive crazy like hair surgeries he could have a full head of hair if he wants but kevin feige he does not want his hair getting in the way he just wants to wake up in the morning throw on a hat and then go make an x-men movie so yeah that that's that's the hardest part of the day it's choosing what hat to wear what what, what have i already worn this week See, I, I, I want DC to have their own Kevin Feige so I can just start adding weirdness to that mm-hmm. character. Yeah. You know, uh, I, it, it, could ju- it could be anybody. Just pick somebody so I can start attributing weird conspiracy theories to them. He, they need a guy with shoes. They, they, it's got to be the opposite side. A guy who always has on fancy shoes or, or yeah, very well, standout shoes. Or it could be like a woman that like really loves trench coats or something. Yeah. I don't know. It could be anything. Uh, she uh, loves just, big, large hats. Oh yeah, the wide so brims. Just, yeah, so it's like that Key and Peel sketch where they're trying to out hat each other. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. man, there's there's a lot of hope out there for someone with a, <laughs> with a very unique standout Ooh. trait to get that job. <laughs> so that's how you pitch it. But anyway, Avengers. That's a uh, physical release. I think is not this week. I don't know what day it is. Uh, maybe it's. Oh, I think it's a week from this this coming Tuesday before it comes. Yeah, home. I, I think it's soon because uh, usually um, the honest trailer uh, crew like to drop their honest trailers usually somewhere between the digital and physical release. And I think maybe this coming week is when they're doing Endgame. So I would think the physical release has got to be hot on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a check here. It's it's a week from Tuesday, August thirteenth. Um, gotcha. Because I've got the Steelbook coming home for my collection, Mike. Um, but apparently you can get the Avenger 4 movie bundle if you don't have any of them on digital for Voodoo. So. Hey, there you go. It's pretty cool. But next, we're going to look forward to, to next year when we only get two Marvel movies, Mike. It's tragic. How do we handle only two Marvel movies in one year? Uh, it's called Disney Plus, Chris. It is. And that's <laughs> where we get uh, Hawkeye and uh, uh, Winter Soldier, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Damn. Mm-hmm. The birds of some kind uh, <laughs> and Winter Soldier. Uh, but Eternals is in the fall, and Angelina Jolie, um, you know, they're doing all this press release, press stuff for after Avengers coming out. And Angelina Jolie says she's going to give the MCU the best Athena they deserve and this character also goes by name Azura so in case people are like who's Athena it's Azura in uh, the uh, the Eternals book man I, I know that they're going to do a better job uh, than the Inhumans but I'm just getting Inhumans th- flashbacks kind of with these names and everything in these like kind of uh, uh, this mysterious cast of characters that I'm not familiar with oh. but you're much more familiar with you're, you're gonna, this is going to be way different than Inhumans I think you're going to see this is going to be compared more to a, a topic we're going to talk later about new gods Okay. Uh, this is essentially a new a Marvel's new gods they were both created by Jack Kirby and they both kind of have very similar backgrounds uh, in humans is is kind of more along the lines of an X Men, so I'd be more concerned about an X Men uh, history uh, comparison than a than a um, Eternals comparison. But um, I, I think I think you know, I don't know anything. I've, I have all the books. I've kind of been diving in through some of these older ones, and I still don't know how they're going to adapt it very well. But I, I you know if they they tend to do better fall properties that are out there 
and like mind trippy because you know the Eternals are based by on Jack Kirby's artwork, which is going to look wild. But I uh, I'm excited to kind of see what they do with this and the, these characters and and their abilities. Any, anything anything about you, Eternals? Got I, you excited? I, I I just had this thought the pop into my list. pop into my head. I was kind of staring off in the space. I was like, oh, maybe this could be it. I was trying to think of why do why go to all this work. Of bringing the internals into the MCU, I understand it's a property that they own, so you know why not. Um, but there's a lot of groundwork to cover there, you know. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy worked out really, really well. All these characters that nobody really knew, but they are kind of weird and wacky enough, and they are pretty funny. So I think the audience took to them really well. But like, you know, how are they going to adapt these Eternals? And I'm just thinking. Uh, maybe these Eternals are going to be very integral to, like, the next big villain. So I think we, we talked about it before, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. it could be a Galactus tie-in since they're bringing the Celestials, maybe the history of those people in. But what if they totally flip it on their heads and maybe these Eternals end up being the bad guys? You know, maybe they introduce them as good or something like that, but maybe we slowly learn that these are actually the next big bads in the MCU. And um, it, it would make sense because... Because, I mean, I just keep trying to think, like, how, do, how does the new Avengers fight a Celestial? They're, like, gigantic. You know, how do you fight, like, the normal version of Galactus that we've seen unless it's, like, a hive mind swarm? But, like, the, the Eternals it could just be kind of, like, this mere group of almost, like, bad Avengers, if you will. Kind of maybe have, like, a, a Civil War kind of, like, volume two. So uh, that's going to be my, my, uh, my out of the, just out of the park uh, out of the box idea that the Eternals will all be bad guys. So, uh, well, I'm put I'm putting that line in the sand. Let's see if Marvel does it. I'm I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're way off your rocker, but that's fine. Uh, I'm, who am I to judge you, Mike? You're making you're making predictions early on. I think one of the newer comic books in Avengers <coughs> is actually the Earth is a has a celestial seed in it, mm-hmm. like an evil celestial is like planted in the like the Earth, and that's like they're like they're here to stop it from happening later on. So maybe that that celestial when it emerges could be a, a big villain it could be like a baby celestial so they have to ki- they have to kill the baby before it gets too big well yeah <laughs> it, it, it'll be like a normal like a, a maybe a little bit larger like Thanos size celestial but also um part of that is galactus one of his missions in the comic books like why he's eating planets is to find celestials like that have been planted and and kill them early on like while they're in the egg state so they could tie all this in together Maybe uh, just nothing really fills Galactus up, you know. He's like, I've been eating planets for a while; they all taste the same. But ooh, when I can find a nice celestial, like it's ooh, like they just taste so good. It's like a Cadbury cream egg. <laughs> you got your regular chocolate. You've had your chocolate, but the interior is what really makes it. Mm-hmm. And he likes them. He likes them the best when they're babies. It's yeah, kind of like a, a veal celestial. Well, kind of like a like like a like a. A, an egg over easy. You, you like you like it a little runny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This is getting weird. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna switch out of. Um, but you know what? We're gonna clip this audio in a couple of years if we find out we're right. You know it. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come come back to this because I remember <laughs> I did the Shang Chi thing. I called that. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is you know other these big name actors in Eternals. We got we got a huge cast a huge cast rounding that that out. So that's exciting. But also, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder is bringing back their big name, Natalie Portman, one of the first draws into the Thor movie uh, before Chris Hemsworth became pretty much a bigger actor than she did. Um, <laughs> but Natalie Portman is uh, showing some of the stuff she's reading to get ready for her role as uh, the female version of Thor, and that's from the Jason Aaron run of The Mighty Thor, uh, which <laughs> is available. So, if you want to learn I- what, why this uh, Jane Foster becomes a Thor 
this is your book to read. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm, the only reason I'm laughing is that this is just such a typical um, uh, Hollywood thing to do. It seems like every time like an actor gets cast or they're starting, or I guess in Natalie Portman she's kind of like starting up a new role, uh, is they're always caught like walking around with comic books. So it's just yeah. kind of like another uh, another photo we could add to the album of like you know Andrew Garfield walking down the sidewalk with Spider Man comics. Like I remember that back in the day. So I don't know. It's just funny that some things never change. <laughs> well, exactly. You can always guarantee it if there's like. I bet there's an Angelina Jolie picture out there with her with Eternals comics. What do you want to bet? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. So um, yeah, you can you can probably always always guarantee that. But if you're interested in reading, like, how do they do this? How do they make it work? That's your your your, your Jason Aaron runs uh, the one to go to. And it's less than five years old, I think. But they're they're all collected. If you're looking you know, and it's a very specific strategy that they're doing too. This is actually a smart way to get into comic books. You know, it's very daunting task to follow all these storylines and everything. Sometimes it's just as simple as pick the one character you've been cast as and paid millions of dollars to play, and then you just read that one character. So all you got to do is take the millions of dollars out of the equation and just pick your character and go read them. Yeah, that's true. Or, or you know, just just Google it. You can get a, you can get a pretty brief rundown on Wikipedia these days. And, like, that's all I need to know. That's good. We'll, we'll work it out there. A uh, lot, lot, of, lot of characters out there like that. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, we just touched on this a little bit, Mike. Uh, they're looking to introduce Galactus and a character called Tyrant in the, the near future for the Phase 4, 5, and 6 run. Says who? Where'd you get this news from? I got some news from places, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can go find my sources, but the thing is, the Tyrant thing is the interesting part of this, because if I said Tyrant, you're like, that's who? a very generic name. That reminds me of, like, what is it, Tyranitar from Pokemon? Yes, Tyranitar is in Pokemon. You are, you are correct. <laughs> um, but Tyrant was a Galactus creation. He kind of looks like a robot dude uh, who like went rogue and like turned against Galactus. Okay. Uh, and um, But, you know, maybe the, the theory is that they're going to use Tyrant as the first herald of Galactus and, like, rather than just introduce a Silver Surfer right away because the Silver uh, Surfer was not the first person. This guy... Must have been created in the 90s. I'm just like looking at his design. He just, he is all chromed out. He has like all of these cables on him and everything. He's got uh, that yeah. nice like U under, uh, uh, upside down U shaped head with, with stuff coming <laughs> off his background. Yeah, he looks a lot like, um, um, he looks kind of, he looks a little bit like Apocalypse. A little uh, bit, too. yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see your first appearance, 1993. Uh, there yep. you go. Yeah, so, uh, and he was a creation of Galactus, a very, like, cyborg-y looking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, like, what they said, well, like, well, I said, they, they could introduce him as a, a herald of Galactus and is destroyed, and Silver Surfer's used later down the road. Because if, if you get a Silver Surfer, you're going to know who's coming right away. You're going to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, Galactus is right behind him. But that's usually not the, not the way it works. Maybe there's going to be this, like, maybe there's going to be this, like, crazy, uh, crazy scene that we see in a future movie where the Celestials, like, team up to, like, fight Galactus. And then, like, all of the Marvel heroes that are just, like, in a spaceship just looking out the window, like, holy shit, I'm not going out there. We're just going to wait and see who's left after they're over there killing each other. Because they're going to be, like, fighting, like, on, like, like in a gigantic scale. So uh, that'll be fun. I, I'd like to see something like that. Mm-hmm. If there are any Celestials left, I guess. We've not seen any alive other than mm-hmm. Ego, I guess. And he was just a brain in a planet. Yeah, I, I think I saw a theory um, on one of the Marvel subreddits that thinks that maybe this uh, Eternals movie might be the history of how um, 
how that floating head planet and uh, what which celestial was that? It's it's just called um, nowhere. They, I, I nowhere. They, they haven't really. I think in the comics they gave him a name, but in the the, the thing that could be anybody. Yeah, they're 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 theorizing that maybe it'll be the uh, the origin of how nowhere lost their head. Um, who knows? But that that's an idea that's out there floating in the world. Yeah, I think in the comic books nowhere was um, there's a, a the symbiote home planet like where like Venom came from. Mm-hmm. Their god called uh, Null K N U L L had this necro sword and like severed the head of a celestial. I think it's all tied into Venom's background in the comic books. But oh uh, yeah, I think I watched an explainer video on kind of like this kind of this new upkicked origin of the yeah. symbiote, and that was in there. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. I mean, celestials they look so cool though. I mean that that yeah. concept art from a few weeks ago was just yeah. I mean, I think I can I can safely go ahead and say that I'm okay with the MCU not explaining some things because I feel like they might get into Ridley Scott territory with some of the new alien movies where if they try to explain everything away there's really no mystery left in the universe you know I feel like if you explained how nowhere became a floating decapitated head and explain the origins of celestials you're kind of getting to this very abstract idea of like the meaning of life and I don't think I need that answered in my Marvel movies so I'm okay if they want to if they want to leave some stuff unknown. I, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think they will at all. I mean, it's just like, how are the Asgardians, like, living forever? Like, they'll never explain that, probably. Yeah, but, they don't need to do that. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, oh, we're fine. I don't think, I think there's a lot they won't touch. But knowing that Nowhere is the head of a Celestial kind of puts it to scale, like you were talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, and then the Ego is just a brain uh, in a planet. And he's a Celestial, too, in that world, but it's whatever. Uh, have you watched Runaways or Cloak and Dagger yet? Either of these no, shows? I have not. So this will be a very fun news segment. <laughs> All right. Well, the, anyway, they, these these shows run separately. One's on Hulu exclusively. One's on uh, Freeform. And uh, in season three of the Runaways, which will debut this winter in December, uh, the the Cloak and Dagger characters will appear in there doing the first crossover between these two uh, shows. But didn't didn't we talk about? Uh, once maybe last year that the Runaways is also kind of having a simulcast on uh, cable television they, too. So they only did a one. They did one episode only. They didn't uh, actually okay. follow through with any of that. They were just like, this is the same audience, like this age, yeah, age group. Let's see. Let's see what happens. We'll give it. Yeah, the season two has only been on Hulu um, that I know of, and season three is coming out pretty, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Oh, and in case you didn't know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, season 6 uh, wrapped up this weekend as well, this past Friday. Uh-huh. And there's rumors that there's an Agent Carter crossover in season 7, which is the final season of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, uh, wow. Um, so that, you know, maybe t- Marvel TV is looking at these last vestiges of, of programming from themselves before mm. it goes into Marvel Studios' hands. And like, you know what, let's do some wild stuff in this last thing. <laughs> You know, honestly, that's what I was about to say, too. It kind of just seems like, you know, really, realistically, how many seasons of Runaways could you possibly do, even if it's, like, a great show? Like, what, maybe seven or eight, you know, really stretching it out there? So it just kind of seems like, you know, you're having all of this, like, all of this mix-up going on, um, you know, having a lot of churned-up muck at the bottom of the lake, just in Marvel in general, trying to figure out how things settle. So it's just like, yeah, if you're going to wrap this up, let's go crazy with the properties that we have kind of have like a really cool baller send off and then we're probably going to resurrect all these characters in like five or seven years anyway either as disney plus or as a movie so this is cool though even though i don't watch these shows i think it's cool that they're crossing over well i don't think any of these people will make an appearance ever again 
the Runaways is too obscure um, mm-hmm. for and they don't really have powers of their own uh, that 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 put them in MCU scale. Same with Cloak and Dagger, Agents of Shield. They've done what they could uh, with human people and Agent Carter. If anything, what Peggy Carter and Jarvis made the jump to Endgame, but that's about it. So I think this will uh, within a year, maybe two. These will all be water under the bridge, if you will. And uh-huh. everything will just be, hey, here's Marvel Studios. You don't have to watch these other shows on any other network. Just Disney Plus in the theaters. That's all you need to, to do this. And that'd be a great playlist under the Disney Plus banner. Just watch Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe connected stuff. <laughs> Hit play and don't let your eyeballs close for the next couple days. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd have I'd have it on, the, on in the background if I create a playlist easily on any other streaming service. But no, you got to <laughs> stop and go to what back and hit play and find your next thing it's it's, it's a whole uh, no would be no would be insane and somebody could probably do it out there now if they wanted to is uh just chop up every mcu property into like scenes and then you just hit shuffle and like every like couple minutes you just play a brand new scene uh, that would be insane but that would be really fun to like have like on in like a background video like if you're just like at like a party or something like a superhero theme party um i've been to some of those before like i've been to like a christmas party once where uh, like the video screens in the venue were just playing like random Christmas stuff, like either random scenes for movies or random scenes for like a Christmas like vintage commercials or something like that. You'd like see the Coca Cola Santa Claus. So, oh man, that'd be a fun party. Marvel theme party, just like random stuff popping up on the screens. All right, I'm going into club promotion, Chris. The podcast is over. No, it's not. We got two more years. Remember, we just talked about this. <laughs> uh, there is a Marvel Studios bar crawl in Louisville at the end of this month. Uh, I've got to see if I can you go better. To it. You better win it. That's all I'm saying. There's no way I could lose. I just got to make <laughs> sure I, I keep a level head throughout the whole thing. Uh, but but it's I, if I do it, I will definitely keep the results back here, Mike. I will definitely let you know. This month, also at the end of this month, is D23 for any of you lucky ducks going out there. Uh, and they are offering a couple things here. First is the Disney Plus First Look Showcase on um, mm-hmm. one of the days. So if you want to know about anything coming to Disney Plus, including that high, high school musical, the TV show. Oh, uh, that, Chris, that, you know all the people that listen to our show want to know about that. I know you do. I know. So I, I've been to your house. I've seen your poster. I know what you're into. <laughs> um, but so they have a bunch of Disney Plus First Look Showcase, which I assume will include The Mandalorian. And um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I assume is in production or at least will be very shortly um, because they got to get that out by what next year. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Early next year. So that's on there. But also on August 24th is the Marvel studio sneak peeks. So I'm thinking more black widow footage, maybe some eternals footage. Um, and the one right after that is Shang Chi. So they could do some costume releases or, or concept art for Shang Chi and the 10 rings. Yeah. So I think the end of this month, our news spike might spike back up here as we we hit the fall season. Is it? Are you, have you ever wanted to go to D twenty three? Is that something that that interests you? I mean, it's not I, like it's a comic con, but well, I feel like isn't it a moving target? Is it at the same place every year, or does it move around? It's biannual, so it's every two years, which is the the worst part of it. But it's in Anaheim, uh, as far as I know. Every year. Uh, I well, like I said, it's every two. Years. I always I just lose track of it. I, I've never been there. Anaheim's not too far of a trek to get over there. But like, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. You know, I got to figure out how to get the tickets. I got to figure out what it is, how I'm going to get down there, how oh. this thing works out. It's just a lot of stress in my it, life. When I could just come on this podcast and you could just tell me everything that I it missed. could. So I mean, literally, D twenty three is pretty easy. It just has either a member 
gold member prices or non-gold member prices. And you buy them like Comic-Con badges. You can get three-day tickets or you buy individual days. I will tell you right now, you can only go Friday or Sunday. Um, <laughs> Saturday and the three days are completely sold out. So yeah. uh, I get emails. Uh, we, we have the... Since we went to the Disney World, um, I think we're part of this whole networking of marketing for this thing. Uh-huh. But um, I I would love to to try it out to see what it is. But I can tell you, this is probably more expensive than Comic Con, just because <laughs> it's Disney and knowing Disney's prices. Well, hell, if you ever want to come back out here on the random every other year that it's here, I would I would go down with you for sure because we could make it a whole weekend where we also go to Disneyland proper, uh-huh. check out Galaxy's nope. Edge. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I was thinking of the Guardians of the Galaxy mission uh, break. I'm gonna get you on that ride. It's fun, man. I'm not doing it. That's fine though. Thank you. Um, but some of the sponsors I think are funny for um, D23 this year are Box Lunch, which we love, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Game Loft, that weird gaming thing that sponsors mobile yeah. games, mm-hmm. Bandai Namco, uh, mm-hmm. does all the Dragon Ball stuff, and Sunglass Hut. Sunglass Hut. Okay. <laughs> so, yep. There you go. But yeah, we can take. How far is Anaheim from you? Just curious. Uh, just depending on traffic, you you might be looking at about an hour, roughly. Okay, so not too far. So like not hotel worthy, like because I assume hotels no, are probably you, expensive. No, you could definitely drive back. But apparently, I hear there's a pretty rad hotel down there at Disneyland that you can stay at. So I want to stay at it someday. They have like um, they have like their own like kind of a coffee shop where it's like a Disney-themed one where you can get, like, Dole Whip and you don't have to go into the park. And then you can also order liquor on the side, and then you can put it, like, in your Dole Whip. It's, like, the only way to get, like, a spiked one. So, yeah, there's some pretty interesting things that you can do if you're staying there. Mm-hmm. Are, are you familiar with the convention center down there at all? Have you been to the Anaheim Convention um, Center? I have been told by uh, some people that go to WonderCon every year, which is at yeah. Anaheim, that I should check it out. They say it's uh, the speed's a little bit slower than Comic-Con, but it's a little bit more accessible. It's not as intense, so you can kind of chill a little bit more. So, you know, I might check out the convention center for WonderCon, maybe. Yeah, because that, that, that's actually where they hold D23, and I just can't imagine what the floor is like. Uh, do they have just let random vendors in, like Comic-Con, or do you have to be like... I'm selling officially licensed yeah. Disney merch. I mean, I've always thought about that for Star Wars Celebration as too. An even more narrow set of like, well, if the people that are exhibiting there, like, what is it? Like, if you're only having the Star Wars stuff there, like, there's only so much Star Wars that is created in the universe. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, and the people selling the bootlegs from for old Disney shows definitely will not be there. You know, I think uh, I think super fan of the of the show uh, Jim. I think he's been he went to Star Wars Celebration last year, didn't he? I think he was uh, filling yeah. us in. Um, so Jim, let us know what is it like outside of just the general panels and stuff. What, what? are people selling? Just a bunch of Star Wars merch. Yeah. I don't know. What's the floor look like at these things? Do they yeah. have anything other than Star Wars? Can you get we'll blue milk? Out. I want blue. <laughs> no, I want the green milk. Give me the green milk. But, yeah, D23 is coming up. We're going to have some new stuff this this uh, the end of this month. Hopefully some leaked footage. It's my cross fingers. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, um, I've heard some rumors that those red Sith troopers are actually tied to Emperor Palpatine, not Snoke or um, Kylo Ren out the gate. <laughs> now- I think, uh, think Stormtrooper news is always... Uh, the most fun because it's anytime you see a stormtrooper that's not white and you haven't seen that colorway before everyone just kind of loses it whoa they put a coda right on a stormtrooper the whole everything has changed which i think they look really rad but i think it's funny because we kind of did a similar thing for um rogue one i think they had what did what was like a death trooper 
or something like that. Yeah. It was like a black trooper on a beach or something, and we're just like, oh, this is crazy. It's black now. So, so I'm, it's, I'm it's going to text you right now to your messages, Mike, a okay. Funko Pop that came out uh, a, a while back. Um, I believe it was pretty early. It's a Target-exclusive Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. And what color is Target? Uh, Target's red. Red. Okay. <laughs> so does this Stormtrooper that's Target-painted not look exactly like a Sith Trooper? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, so I guess the thing is, I, I mean, I don't know how much... I'm not trying to tell you too much about Star Wars, but I was thinking about this. If these Sith Troopers are tied to Emperor Palpatine and they're trying to close up nine films, I guess Emperor Palpatine has been... He was in the first six throughout the whole thing. Palpatine was, even if he was Darth Sidious. Um, yeah, but that's they, true. They kind of, you know, after his death in Return of the Jedi, they kind of closed that off a little bit um, for seven and eight. So if they're trying to wrap up nine films in one nice little package, as well as make it his own movie and tie up this new trilogy, is should Palpatine be involved at all with this? Maybe something he did to plan out past his death, or, or maybe he wasn't planning on dying? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of, like, if you're the screenwriter and you've been tasked with bringing Palpatine back by, like, a a higher-up producer, I guess you just look at the last scene you saw him in and you're just like, well, he was thrown down a chasm and there was a bunch of lightning happening. And then, if I remember right, there was some sort of glowy explosion that happened when he he fell down there. Blue lightning, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I don't know if it was you or maybe somebody else on the internet, and I just forget to attribute this to, but somebody was saying that maybe he fused with the Death Star or, like, a core of it or oh, some Jesus. sort of engine. It was not me. What, that's that's, yeah, I don't, that's way I don't out know of my what, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I mean, obviously, the easiest route to go is, like, evil force ghost. You know, maybe instead of being a blue ghost, he's a red ghost, you know, just to keep in line with the colorways of the lightsabers. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when somebody really powerful from the dark side dies you can't visually see them but maybe he can kind of implant himself like thoughts into people's brains I don't don't really know exactly what the direction they want to go but I think his laugh is creepy and it was cool to see uh, in the trailer but yeah I don't really know how you bring him back up but I actually didn't think about what you said he was a presence in six films so um, I'm actually looking at the Sith Trooper Funko Pop that was the exclusive at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this year, and it looks much better than the one that they were selling at Target. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just because that, that mask, <laughs> well, that, that weird... It looks like he looks like an undersea fish, the one that you get at Target. Well, the, the one at Target is, is an older... It's a number five on the Star Wars realm, and now the one he just shows 306. Uh-huh. So, like, that's an old, 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 like, I guess, molding of what a Stormtrooper mm-hmm. looks like. Because that's when the, all Funkos had to have the zero, like, the circle eyes. And now they're like, oh, we can make eyes look like anything we want. We can we can mm-hmm. give them the full visor. But like, you know, the red. Everyone's like, the red looks cool, but it's not doing it for me to be completely honest. I'm like, <laughs> they could do so much more with. This. I want Star Wars to have the courage to put a colorway on a stormtrooper that's not cool. Like Teal. they've used all the they've used all the colors that like make sports cars cool. Um, like I want to see like a yellow stormtrooper that like is just in like the greenhouse gardening section, like watering like the space plants, or like yeah, like a teal or like a fuchsia or something. Like do one of those like we, like have you heard of those like experiments uh, that they've done in like prisons where they give all of like the prisoners like pink uniforms and all of a sudden they're more docile or whatever. 
Uh, I want to see what happens when you give a stormtrooper just a really weird colorway. Hey. We've seen chrome. The chrome was cool, but it didn't. The the characterizing of the person in the uniform didn't really end up being as cool as the chrome. So it's I don't know, man. A rainbow trooper. That's really gonna set people off on Star Wars. Oh this, this yeah. Or like a camo trooper. Yeah. I'm sure everybody would really like that. Oh one. my gosh. You can find those at all of your Walmarts. Uh, they come with every 24 <laughs> pack of bush light you buy. Oh my God, Chris, you're really, you're a marketing genius. I try so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd like to, you know, see if, if these stormtroopers or Sith troopers have anything to do with Palpatine or not. If they're just, you know, Hey, here's some new red, here's a new red trooper army for Kylo Ren because he's gone off the deep end after the last movie. Mm-hmm. I need, I need something some substance here but i'm i'm excited to to see star wars you know we we rarely get that star wars news so we're right around the corner for some more um I, well we were tagged in a post on twitter about more star wars news coming this month so weren't we from super fan jim uh, I no, I think it was uh, one of our other uh, our other fans. I don't know somebody out there. Uh, thank you for listening and thank you for tagging us uh, and getting our hype meters. Um, uh, increased. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pulling up Twitter right now. I'm never on Twitter. It was Superfan Jim says new Star Wars content this month, and it's a girl playing a trumpet into an empty stairwell. For the oh yeah, I saw that. It had the the reverb through the stairwell, kind of gave you that uh the symphonic vibes. Yeah. Um, there's this awesome video out there of uh it. I'm sure it could have gone really awful, but it went great. We're like these uh two or three high school kids like go find John Williams' house. And uh, on the sidewalk with their, like, trumpet and maybe trombone, I don't remember what the instruments were, they were just playing some, like, Star Wars uh, music, like, at his house, which I guess seems, like, really rude and, and, like, mean to do. But, like, John Williams, like, came out and he was, like, smiling and he gave these kids, like, a handshake and everything. So uh, there is some cool content out there. (laughs) He gave them each a butterscotch candy and told them never to come (laughs) back again. Please don't come back here. (laughs) So, yeah. Star Wars news on the horizon. In some interesting news here, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller of from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse have signed a first-look deal with Universal. Okay. Um, which, you know, I don't know if they've worked with Universal before and any of the stuff they've done, but uh, they're to develop comedy and drama features based on original content, existing IPs, and other media. Mm, I, I, is their contract is starting to expire over at Sony, or I would have thought Sony would have like wrapped these guys up in like a very, very lucrative, long-lasting contract since um, uh, they really knocked it out of the park with Spider Verse for them. So I don't know. Maybe they just have development deals all over town, and they can just make a movie or make a TV show wherever the hell they want because they're just so hot right now. They could be. They could be. Remember, they did get fired from Star Wars. Um, oh yeah, that's right. So they. <laughs> They're, I don't know if, if they're up or down because they were fired from Star Wars, but they also did um, Into the Spider-Verse. They're known for all their animated stuff, I guess. I, I mean, If you look back, you know, the Lego well, movie. The uh, Lego movie was Warner Brothers, though. So really, I, they've done something almost at every studio, yeah. it seems like, except for Universal. Yeah, Cloudy with a Chance. Uh, was that, what What was, um, Yeah, I guess, Lego movie? What was the other one I was going to look up here? 21, 22 Jump Street. Where were those at, Mike? Those are uh, MGM were those, you know, Columbia. Well, where where is Men in Black? Because those were going to cross over. That's, so I would that's Columbia. That, that's Sony. Okay, yeah. But uh, So they're kind of all over the place here. Um, and I did not know this, but they were they were directors and executive producers on the first episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of your favorite shows. Mm, man, Lord Miller, they're, they're great. Which is NBC Universal, by the way. So that maybe they're they're going to focus on that a little bit. But um, they're all – I mean, yeah – they're also going to have an emphasis on fresh voices and new talent. 
in all their their stuff. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wouldn't this, look too much into that because I feel that that's probably on every press release it, in yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every PR thing. Hey, look, we're gonna make uh, new movies uh, with things, and uh, we're not hiring old people because you know they're expensive. I mean, we're gonna get new ones that are cheaper. But I guess if you if you read into the line, it could seem like they're gonna take more of a producer role. So maybe you'll just see their names attached to a lot of things that they don't actually direct, and they don't yeah. um, because they didn't. Um, if correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't direct into the Spider Verse. They were producers on that film. So because um, I think I I think I follow the well, director of Spider Verse on th- Twitter. So. Right, and one one of them was a was a writer. Lord yeah. Lord was a writer, and they were producers on it as well. But that's I think that and Lego Movie are probably their biggest works right now. I guess in the past five years, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to believe Lego Movie is five years old. Can you believe that? Yeah, Jesus, I can't. I can't so even. Good. I can't even <laughs> right now. But uh, but yeah, if you go look look them up, you can you can see all the work they've they've done and will be doing. The Venom movie, uh, in a deleted Instagram post, because those always seem to make it true, Tom Hardy has confirmed Andy Serkis as pretty much the director, and then this was deleted like 10 minutes later. It's funny, though, because it's a black and white picture of Andy Serkis, so out of context, you would just think he died, because that's usually what happens when you share just a black and white photo of a celebrity without any context around it. So I guess I'm glad he's not dead, but... uh, Andy Serkis, uh, this will be cool. Let's let's see what he does with Venom. This actually does make me excited uh, for a sequel to Venom because I feel like Andy Serkis is going to bring um, bring some zhuzh that I'm looking forward to. Um, there's a lot of curiosity in my brain around this film because I did not like the first one, but it made a lot of money, so I just have to wait and see what happens. Well, I think the fir- we talked about the first one. It feels like it's half of a movie, and then the other half is just gone somewhere on the cutting room floor. And Andy Serkis, I think, has that clout where you're like, like, if he wants something, you should probably do what he says. Or we should probably listen to him because he's going to make a good movie. He seems a little bit more of like an, um, what do they call him, an auteur? Auteur? Like like, he, yeah, it, it seems like he is more personally and emotionally invested in his projects, uh, maybe more than you know some other people that make some of these big budget uh films so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm on IMDb right now. He has only directed... The only film he has directed is Mowgli. It looks like he did a TV movie the same year called The Ruins of Empires. No idea what that is. So this would uh, this would kind of be his big screen directorial debut since technically Mowgli went to Netflix. So The biggest um, screen directorial. Yeah, the biggest screen debut. So I'm crossing my fingers for Circus. He was great as Claw. I love yeah. him as an actor. He's a great mocap guy, so... Um, very talented. Yeah, yeah. I, he he can bring a lot to the movie that you know the other guy was like, it, like it just feels like there's a lot of movie left on the cutting room floor from that first one. And uh, mm. this uh, yeah. circus probably be like, no, nah, we're doing it my way. Yeah. So, Justice League, Kevin Smith stoking the flames because that's all <laughs> he does. Uh, people may like him, they may listen to him. I don't, I don't take a, a word Kevin Smith says seriously. But he has confirmed that there's a Snyder cut of Justice League out there somewhere. Now, it's not a finished movie. It was never meant to be a finished movie. And it's mostly pre-visualizations and green screen to for people, the editors, to watch and fill it in. But do you think with enough people mentioning this every two months to bring it back to the zeitgeist, <laughs> we'll ever see something? 
Well, I mean, if you were at Comic-Con the other weekend, <laughs> there was literally a plane flying around a banner that said, release the Snyder Cut, which I thought was hilarious, because only that happens at Comic-Con. And then I went to one of my uh, favorite panels that weekend, uh, while you were in line for Hall H, the Screen Junkies movie fight panel, and there was a, there was a fight that was, should the Snyder Cut be released, and um, uh, one of my favorite fighters and movie critics, Dan Merle, just took the stance of like, you know what, screw it, yes, let's release it so we can go ahead and put to rest this whole argument of, you know, whether this whether this cut is good or better or what it should have been or what could have been. Let's get it out there so we can stop talking about this like every other week. Yeah. So I think I'm kind of on that page now, you know. I Let's just... I kind of just want it out there to just shut down all of these people that think it's going to be a better film or what it's going to be. Everyone can make their YouTube think pieces with uh, with these screen grabs of of, of the previs. And, uh, but at the same time, this is starting to feel a little bit like flat earthers. I feel like there's maybe only five legitimate people on this planet that think it's flat, but since it's such a crazy conspiracy theory, we've kind of overblown it. And now we think that there's this huge underground organization that, uh, thinks the earth is flat. I feel like there's maybe like two people that really want to see this Snyder cut. And then the internet has just made it this huge thing that it's not, you know, other, other than that flying banner, I only saw two people wearing release the Snyder cut shirts at comic-con. So I think those were the two people. So <laughs> oh, they, they pulled their money go. together for that, uh, for that plane up there. Custom, custom printed, uh, uh, t-shirts and a, and a banner. There goes their whole retirement fund. Exactly. <laughs> they really want this movie, man. If they get this movie though, they're going to make a lot of money on bets. They, they probably place at Vegas and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. We should put our money down while we still can. I'm not, I, I'm not, no more money for, for, that, for those <laughs> movies. We already watched the, what was it? The extended edition of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Those bastards got my money. They did. They got <laughs> Mike's money. Uh, however, in the future, DC's looking to be up and up. Things are getting better over there. Movies are getting better, right? Uh, we, mm-hmm. you know, Aquaman's a good step. Wonder Woman's been. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. Uh, what was the other one? Shazam. Uh, New Gods is on the horizon with Ava DuVernay as a director and working with Tom King as a writer who who wrote um, the um, Mr. Miracle series. Who happens to be New God. And she confirmed on a Reddit AMA this week that uh, Darkseid and the Furies will appear in the film. So uh, maybe maybe this is a Snyder Cut they want. They get their Darkseid, finally. <laughs> I mean, have did you ever see Wrinkle in Time? I know you guys go and see pretty much every Disney no, film no, we, that's released. No, no, we didn't watch that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't really think of anything um, that Ava DuVernay's done big screen-wise that I've seen. She did a very, very popular um, series on Netflix called When They See Us that everybody was really, really into. So I'm sure she's a very accomplished storyteller. Well, but I, I – and I've actually – I've seen – I think she also did something maybe with Scandal too, uh, which was – that was um, – Maybe an ABC TV show. I've seen a little bit of that, but I just I'm not very familiar with her work. So I, you know, the Wrinkle in Time. I heard it wasn't that great. So hopefully, maybe she can redeem her big box office budget um, category with this film. Well, I, I don't know. I think so. She did. I know she did Selma, which was big in like 2014. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of put her on um very intense film like Selma and also When They See Us. Very uh. Very uh, historic kind of uh, uh, racially charged uh, stuff there, yeah. which I've heard is really good. So my mind trying to uh, you know trying to think uh, how does this go to New Gods? Uh, maybe if it takes like kind of like a dark serious approach, maybe it will kind of be in her wheelhouse. Well, right, and and the, the thing with the New Gods versus the um, what was the uh, there's the evil versions, which is essentially Eternals and Deviants. It's exactly the same story. 
mm-hmm. but like you know she she's very good very good at handling those you know politically charged climates and films and stuff like that and I don't know if New Gods will have any of that but I, I, Wrinkle in Time it's kind of like every year Disney does a live action movie which bombs and it all started with like what John Carter from Mars and they did Tomorrowland and then Wrinkle in Time and like all these blah 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 it's just not I, I can't blame her for that because Disney just keeps putting out movies like that every year um, but I mean what can she bring to New Gods maybe she's got some you know passion behind it maybe some, some connection to it I'm not sure but you know, hopefully they can they can do something with it. Um, they they seem to be taking their time. We don't have a date or anything else um, coming forward. I mean, and you know, honestly, it hasn't made me want to read the characters anymore. But you know, I've heard really really good things about the award winning Mister Miracle series by Tom King, which features mm-hmm. all of these characters: the Dark Side I, Furies and New Gods. I just want to see how she adapts that. Um, what was that? Uh, 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 that motherly character. What's her name again? Like. Um... She was in uh, the DC animated series. That's where I first came across her. She's like just some sort of like Big Barda? mother. Yeah, no, it wasn't Big Barda. It was some sort of like motherly person. She's got like gray curly hair. I oh, feel like. the the leader, the the Furies. Um, oh, what is her name? Yeah, I'm. Tr- I was trying to look it up while you were uh, talking. Um, so, yeah, she just looks like like an old grandma, but she's like buff and she like fights people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, female Furies. What is her name? Granny Goodness. Yeah, Granny, I want to see her adapted on screen. I yep. think that would be great. Uh, she was really fun in the animated stuff that I saw her in. So, I, I mean, I could look forward just to her. I mean, uh, uh, it's the year of the Granny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. You heard it here first, people. Mike's got the year of the Granny on the calendar. Whenever that, <laughs> that, sh- that movie comes out. Uh, the CW is uh, also their last season of Arrow. So guess what they're doing? Same thing Marvel is everybody's doing. We're going all out. We're having crossovers, Mike. Crossover here, mm-hmm. crossover there. We're adapting the biggest crossover from DC Comics of all time on the small screen mm-hmm. uh, with Crisis on Infinite Earths. And in that, um, Kevin Conroy will portray Bruce Wayne from the future in this five-part crossover. There's five TV shows crossing over, right? One week, five shows. Chris, we just saw Kevin Conroy we did. in person, and we were in the same room as him. Four people who are uninitiated, Mike. Who is Kevin Conroy? <laughs> Kevin Conroy, you know who he is, even if you don't know what he looks like or don't know his name. He is the voice of Batman. If you've ever watched the Batman animated show, animated movie, played the game, played a Batman video game, he is always the voice of the best version of Batman. There's other people out there that have done the voice of Batman. He is by far the best. He just has like this amazing voice and we got to see him on stage and he kind of talked about how he kind of changes his inflection between being like, you know, Bruce Wayne and more serious Batman. So this is so cool because a lot of people out there don't know who he is and don't know what he looks like, but they absolutely love the work that he does. So I think it's so cool that he's going to be on screen in this crossover and i think the other week we talked about how brandon Rout is going to be back in a superman suit so yeah the kingdom honestly, come suit. They, they are just going all out which is just really really cool i think really fun and also it seems really scrappy because even though these are really popular shows out there they also have a relatively muted budget compared to crossovers that you see in movies so i just kind of like to see how they manage it it almost just seems like a big uh just seems like a like a 
like a big uh, bureaucratic uh, number crunching uh, problem solving solution. So I like to see how that ends up on screen. So yeah, I can't wait to see uh, Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne. I, I would imagine maybe they're going the Bruce Wayne route because he's getting older up there in age. Maybe he doesn't necessarily want to put a suit on, or maybe they don't can't afford a suit. Like I just said, they're crunching numbers over there. But what if it's, the fact that we get to see his face is awesome. What if it's the Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne? Oh, that would be cool because, I mean, he's supposed to be Bruce Wayne from the future. So the future, I guess, depending on what Earth you're looking at, he really he could you know be whatever yeah. age or version they want to make him. But, oh, man, that'd be awesome if he just, like, mentioned, like, Terry McGinnis, like, from Batman Beyond. Like, you know, he doesn't have to be in this crossover. It would be rad if he was because, holy crap, like a Batman Beyond series, yeah. live action on CW or maybe HBO Max Oh my god, that would be a way to sell HBO Max to me, you know, is to do a live-action Batman Beyond, throw some money at it. But yeah, Kevin Conroy, this is awesome news. I woke up this morning and I saw it in my Twitter feed, and I was like, hell yeah, this is a good way to start the day. Yeah, and then from that article as well, they do confirm that the Black Lightning characters will appear in the Arrowverse shows for the first time. Um, bringing all of the CW shows together because the Black Lightning people, you know, while it is a CW and DC comics-based show, they've never once... Hopped universes, uh, yeah. like and Supergirl also, World. and also production wise, all of the CW shows shoot up in Vancouver, and Black Lightning is the only one that shoots down in Georgia. So there's, uh, you know, there's location based hurdles to go over there. But the guy who plays Black Lightning, Cress Williams, he was at Comic Con. I was walking from one panel to another, and I walked by him, and he was like so cool because he was just like very low key, just like talking to some fans. Like he had like a hat and sunglasses on, so he wasn't being sworn. So he was just like out there just chilling, like just talking with, with people. And I thought that was so cool. I've seen like a handful of Black Lightning episodes and the ones that I saw were, were pretty fun. And um, I've listened to an interview with Cress Williams before, like on a podcast. He seems like a really chill guy. So uh, it's cool that they're kind of getting their crossover uh, time in the spotlight. Yeah. On, on the biggest crossover probably they will ever do. Like from down here with Arrow being off, it's only downhill from here, man, for the crossovers. Um, but that starts uh, Sunday, December 8th. So December, uh, right before, right after your Thanksgiving food, but right before your Christmas food, you can always <laughs> talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, there you go. You might you might have some older uh, relatives that may remember the comic series from the 90s, or from the 80s. Uh, that was really, really big. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll share some elements there. Bring generations yeah. together. Yeah, there you go. And lastly, uh, you know, we're, we're not huge Walking Dead fans here, but there's a new Walking Dead series coming, a, a spinoff, and it looks like it's going with a very science fiction thing here based on this new video they showed, uh, which kind of, uh, to me, it looked more like a, I saw some Terminator stuff in it, but like very sci-fi based. Maybe, I, yeah. I don't know what the, the vibe is, but I don't think it's going to be like, hey, we're survivors yeah. in Georgia. It looks like the video is like pitching like a couple different uh, new uh, characters and actors just talking to the camera and then intercut with concept art of like ideas. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of the very campy sci-fi show uh, Z Nation where they kind of, this was like the whole DNA of that show was it seemed like somebody would think of a very crazy thing like, oh, what if a bunch of zombies got caught up in a tornado and it would be a zombie tornado. So that's very campy. This maybe seems like a little bit more down to earth. Like one concept art that stuck out to me was a crashed plane where the plane was turned over and all of the corpses on the plane were zombies and they were kind of like dangling down kind of like stalactites in a cave 
So, but the vibe actually I got from it, because we don't get a whole lot of information here, is it doesn't necessarily seem to me like it's going to be a new a new connected series. It almost seems like maybe they're going to go an anthology route, where maybe every episode is a different cast of characters, kind of maybe like Black Mirror-esque, or um, you know maybe something like that where every episode's a little different, because I think one of the actors... Um, said there's been a lot of stuff going on in this world that you haven't seen so we're going to show you the things that you haven't seen so it seems like maybe it'd be like Twilight Zone or like Black Mirror you know it's something standalone where maybe we don't necessarily see all these characters come together in the end or you won't see like Morgan leave The Walking Dead and maybe pop up in an episode I don't know but if it's just kind of like these one-off things I could maybe watch it because I've kind of fallen off on the show I don't really keep track of it anymore but if I could kind of just tune in to like just a really clever zombie idea and I don't have to really worry too much about the lore you know maybe i'd be down what if it's instead of episodely what if it's seasonally maybe it handles like the american horror story approach where like, oh, every yeah. season's a different tale of this and you know it just it wraps up in the season and the next season is the next i guess set of characters or journey going on yeah there. maybe because i mean if if it's just like a fear the walking dead type of thing it's just kind of like well you, you kind of did that already so yeah. you know maybe this is and they don't really give you anything beyond of saying this is just a new series from the walking dead so yeah i don't really know what they're gonna do here but you you can definitely see amc trying to squeeze every penny out of this ip that's possible oh, you mean the walking dead network <laughs> yeah, the walk- yeah well i mean we talked about it before we started a recording that the comic book had wrapped up so technically we do have an end point of possibly where these characters end up so eventually i know the tv series has gone a totally different route but that means canonically there is an ending uh, somewhere so walking dead can't be going on forever so amc maybe they should look at maybe developing some new ip you know don't just be the walking dead network well they used to be just the breaking bad network wasn't it and then they <laughs> ran out of that so they're probably going to try to make their own like amc streaming service and they're going to offer an exclusive walking dead series that you can't get anywhere else unless you give them five dollars a month and i don't know well it, what did amc used to be called was it the uh, American movie classics? Yeah, what movies are on there? What <laughs> movies are you showing anymore? You're watching. You're showing The Walking Dead. What was it they had this year? Nosferatu. Uh, was that the 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 new one? Better Call Saul. Uh, what, what 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 movies are you showing on there? AMC. Give me some. <laughs> some give me some. The movies they're making. The movie they're making. The Walking Dead movies aren't even going there. They're going to the, the theaters. So all lies. Yeah, we've been had, Mike. We've been had. But if you do a Google on them, you can find their customer service number right on the Wikipedia, on, right on the Google page. So give them a call, let them know you're upset. So that that's really all we got. But Mike, that's our show for this week. I think I think that's it. It's, it's lighter week. The first couple weeks after Comic Con are so light. Yeah, um, well, it's it's also just the summertime lull in general. Like the movies that we talk about are releasing, so it's kind of like you gotta wait. Um, there was a teaser trailer for Christopher Nolan's new movie that just came out. It was actually debuted in front of Hobbs and Shaw. Very cryptic. You don't really get a whole lot from it. But maybe once we get that first Christopher Nolan teaser trailer, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's time travel or something. There's Batman somewhere. He's, he's alive <laughs> in the end. I don't, I don't know. But anyway. 
Yeah, we're it's a, it's a weird state. You know, we got D23 coming up. I think, you know, what is it? A Joker's around, right around the corner. We're going to be seeing yeah. that soon. But uh, you know, it's a slower slower week, so we got a we got we got a riff in and we got a wrap. That is totally fine. I'm always yeah. fine with slower weeks cuz it just gives me time to just uh make random predictions about the Eternals being the bad guys. Yeah. So, uh, stay tuned for that to happen and Mike to brag that he's right. Yeah, or wrong. He's going to he, he'll never brag that he's wrong though. We that's yeah. our job as well, listeners. Your job as listeners. <laughs> who would do that? You're crazy if you're bragging that you're wrong. Yeah, but at least you're trying. That's what I get. So <laughs> listeners, if you want to can't wait to prove Mike tell Mike he's wrong, just just write yeah. these down. Put them in your little notebook. <laughs> Put a reminder, remind me in one year. Yeah. Uh but if people want to know what you're up to, Mike, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you and see if you've been sleeping for more than 12 hours, where can they find you? If you're concerned about my sleep schedule, I really appreciate that, people. But you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, I'm still going through my San Diego Comic Con post to put up there as people are like, oh, you're still in San Diego? I'm like, no, that was that's just old photos. I'm, I'm very slow with that. Uh, you also head over to Comic UI. People want to listen to more of our episodes, Mike, especially that San Diego review episode. Because I'm very proud of that episode. That was two hours, but we did a lot of work on that one. Mm-hmm. If people want to know about that, where can they find that at? Oh, it's so easy. It's so very, very easy. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best resource out there on the internet for this show. You can get our awesome show notes there. So we talked about uh, some cool little endgame Easter eggs. Uh, we talked about that, that deleted tweet from Tom Hardy showing uh, Andy Serkis's, like lifeless corpse as a black and white photo. You can check all that out in our show notes. And you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and more. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on the gram if you want. And you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. That is SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Uh, specifically, Jim, reach out. Let us know what Star Wars Celebration looks like on the floor. And anybody else that's been to Star Wars Celebration. Because that actually is the one that travels, right? Star Wars Celebration changes cities, yes. right? So who knows? Maybe it's different every city that it's in. Maybe they get different vendors depending on the location that they settle on. So uh, let us know. We love hearing from you. Do you have any crazy theories about the Eternals? Um, uh, let us know because if you send it into us, it's technically out there in the world. And then if it actually happens, we can give you we can give you the credit on air that this listener thought about it first. So we love hearing from you. We also love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week like clockwork. Yes, for at least two years until we get renewed for the next two years after that again. So, <laughs> uh, but we'll be here, and we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. It's like it's like I saw a billboard uh, today that was like, um, Big Red and um, White Castle, two local classics at one location. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Big Red Soda.